Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everybody to X of Pod. We're running a little late this week, but I did get Anne back on board. She was uh, oh, yeah. touring the country with her <laughs> rock drummer husband. It was very exciting. Am I lying about this? <laughs> they did play a show out of state. Yeah, oh, but it's not any sort of. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun. It was fun. I um, I want you to notice that I had my earplugs in, but they were not plugged in <laughs> to my device. So therefore, um, do we there need was no reason to have them. <laughs> do we need to redo the intro? No. No, no. I think okay. uh, I think that'll be kind of like the. A little bit of charm, you know, (laughs) like chopping off the tip of your finger on a cooking show. (laughs) Get up and anybody. (laughs) Who was that? Dan Aykroyd who played Julia Child. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyway, so yeah. uh, So you're back. back. Actually, so, you know, Megan helped me do the history of diet culture. Yeah. And we actually recorded, um, on Friday, we recorded a podcast, uh, about some of the worst decisions of the Supreme Court. Uh. I'm going to be straight with you, Anne. Um, <laughs> I think I was struggling with a bit of depression. Yeah. And, uh, it got real dark. So <laughs> Megan had done a lot of research with, it was, it was, beautifully researched i had picked way too many cases she researched them all um yeah i got it was really like recording a podcast in the abyss (laughs) Um, seriously it was so dark i mean I could hear like Joy Division in the background. It wasn't playing, but like that was the vibe, the whole it, right. It, it was so dark. So I, as I was listening to it, I was like, I this isn't fair, you know. <laughs> like people didn't sign up for that. So I anyway, mean, yeah, I did. I do, <laughs> but I don't expect everyone to want to dive into the abyss with me. No, but I'll go there with you. I will hold your hand, and I appreciate it. We can go. Ooh, I'll get into some 
Well, that is, I mean, history is, that is history to me. You know what? I'm not giving this, I'm not going to give a speech about the meaning of history. (laughs) But wait, I get confused. What does it mean? (laughs) 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 Who is history written by, Anne? (laughs) What history means to me? (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, it was just really bleak and it, the, the news this entire week has been... Uh, it looks like there might be some more bleak uh, Supreme Court decisions ahead of us. Uh, for <laughs> 40 years, so... Yeah, um, yeah no, no term limit. Just till, oh you, till you fall over. Or so, resign. Yeah, <sighs> so by birth control, I, it was good to have you while I could, and you know... <laughs> people that you know my friends that are in same-sex marriages i don't know if that's going to exist can they take their children over state lines will they be able to foster children um an affordable woman's exam i don't know all right so i'm going to tell you this is how it started to go down the last time There were there were scenarios that got real dark, and um, we all know how dark it could be. I mean, I I really want the possibility of like a hail mary pass. Like, I'm, yeah. I don't want to give up <sighs> hope entirely. I know. I mean, surely there's been so many marches. <laughs> I mean, you would think that no. You're right. Even though only 30% of the country is being successfully represented, you would think that they would want the rest of the country's voice to be heard. That is not true. No. Okay. Oh, all right. Ooh. All right. It's no big, you know what? It's no big deal. We're, it's going to be fine. <laughs> God, is it? <laughs> yeah. So, um... I have uh, sent my resume to every Scandinavian country, um, (laughs) hoping that they'll grant me asylum, and surely I'll just send them Donald Trump's tweets and they'll understand. (laughs) Oh, God. God. (laughs) So I was thinking, well, you know what? Why don't we visit something that is inspiring mm-hmm. and uplifting and shows people that persisted against great odds successfully and you know maybe it'll maybe it'll give us a little hope yeah yeah you know maybe we can dry our liberal tears yeah <laughs> <sighs> So, what did happen that w- we were talking about earlier is uh-huh. that there was um, a pretty big upset for the uh, Democratic nominee for. Oh, God. Bron- it was Bronx and Queens? I th- yeah. Uh, so, it's Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Mm hmm. Yeah. And um, she is a very progressive candidate. Uh, she supports uh, 
like a publicly funded university education, single payer healthcare, um, mm-hmm. you know, looking after um, the welfare of uh, the elderly and certainly the sick and disabled. So people are really freaked out, obviously, because um, what kind of political madness is that? Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, what were you going to say? No, I was just I'm reading her was skimming her Wikipedia page and like once again, um, you know, I'm it's pretty impressive. Like in high school, she won second prize in a, like a science and engineering fair and. A lab at MIT named a small asteroid after her. This isn't when she's in high school. I'm just saying what it takes to <laughs> achieve when, when you're not a woman. white. A woman and or, and or not white. It's right. phenomenal. Would you say that even though mediocre... <laughs> white men have very little resistance when they enter the public field that if you were a woman of color, woman of color, for example, that you would have to be two to three times as qualified mm-hmm. to compete for the same seat. And you're still going to get scoffed at. Oh, God. And more. <laughs> and it, there has been, you know, in social media and there's been a, a lot of talk about how that um, she's very leftist, it, the extreme left, they call it. Um, I don't know if Roosevelt would have felt the same way about the platform. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, there was a point where we weren't so far right yeah. that people were arguing that it was okay to put babies in dog kennels, essentially. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, yeah. if you, the, where is the middle now? The middle is just not being a Nazi or right. something. Well, I don't that's know. the thing. Like, to, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I, but it's honestly, it's hard to even have a discussion with somebody where if it's like if you don't see a fundamental problem with violating what the world. <laughs> has agreed is a basic human civil right. Like if, if you're okay with taking a child away from their mother's breast to put them in some completely random fostering system for absolutely no reason other than to be punitive. And again, this is a baby. So unless it had knives for hands, I can't imagine why a baby would need to be put in a cage, but okay, you know what? Yeah. It's getting dark again. Okay, but let me, okay, I I have a spin on that. Okay, okay, okay. So, going back to what you were saying, that we've agreed, you know, it's human evolution. It's also mammalian evolution, which brings me back to blackfish. So oh, taking no, 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 no. <laughs> an okay. orca baby out of a okay. See, I was trying to interject a little. I, <laughs> so I you can have the babies doing flips, and then people can come pay to watch them. 
Oh, so you're saying we should start putting these children to a useful purpose. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Acrobatics immediately. The blackfish model. I get it. So apparently that that's that's moderate now. That, um, but if you if you go back and listen to the speeches that even uh, George H. W. Bush made or Reagan made about immigration, it you would you would assume that they were a liberal Democrat. Yeah. In, in, comparison, in comparison to the, yeah. the the jargon. I don't get it. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, there's... Yeah, there was a lot of work put in. I don't know what the Democrats were doing while Republicans had think tanks that would test out <laughs> how words landed in an audience's ears so they could say... Rather than uh, family reunification, they would say chain migration. And they have people, right. like, workshop this like they do in Hollywood. Right. What, what the Democrats were doing, I don't know. But certainly not hustling nearly as hard. God. I mean, they weren't trying to gerrymander states and kick people off the voting rolls. and Yeah. I mean, guys... Are you were they were you taking a nap? Like what was <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, I, oh god! Like, where, I mean, like, were yeah. you too stoned to legalize it? Like what? <laughs> Honestly, it's just shocking the amount of effort. Yeah, and then I mean, if you look into, I mean, we've talked about this before, but. Like all the data mining that the oh, Mercers God. funded and Steve Bannon was behind where he very purposely wanted to use it as a tool to move not only America to the right, but even parts of Europe because they were the that same data collection agency that information was used during the Brexit campaign. Yeah. So um, the same one that got Trump elected. Right. So, um been pretty disruptive but again like i i know that there is like a school of thought out there thinking that like the mainstream media is um has a liberal slant but like you're not talking to liberals then because that's not how we feel <laughs> like, right. we don't we don't think they're like talking to us you know right right um <sighs> certainly not during the 2016 election but <laughs> You know, that's another, that's another, okay. But we're, what we're talking about, so we got, uh, there was a progressive candidate in one of the boroughs in New York, mm -hmm. and that got me thinking that there was, in fact, a previous candidate out of Brooklyn, mm -hmm. Bed-Stuy, mm -hmm. um, who was a pioneer and I thought maybe we could talk about her story and sort of use it as an example for our own activism and trying to put up our own candidates and right and the rest of it. And yeah. that is Shirley Chisholm yes. representing Bed-Stuy. Yes. Made it to Congress. Yeah. I mean, seriously, 
against all, like, God, I can't even imagine what all she came up against. I mean, well, actually, I can. I can. Yeah. <laughs> I can. It's probably, like, death threats. Uh, I mean, just horrible, horrible stuff. Well, I mean, if you just, again, I think anybody out there, if you just want to go ahead and um, check uh, Maxine Waters' <laughs> uh, feed on Twitter, you're, you'll see the kind of... Um, language that she was receiving around the same time it was fairly similar right overtly critical Mm -hmm. um it was almost as if like you couldn't quite put your finger on it why was everybody so angry (laughs) that she was speaking up for unpopular causes like i can't i i feel like Obama had a similar kind of treatment, but then again, I can't really put my finger on why. <laughs> right. I, it just, huh. it's so elusive, you it know? It is, it is, you know? Well, because, you know, um, racism doesn't exist anymore. We know right. that. Right, and so uh, after the yeah. after the Equal Rights Act was passed in 1964, as we all know, that, that was the day that racism ended. <laughs> right. And, um... <laughs> yeah. And life has been... Oh, God. According to all the white people I talk to, life has been fine. No. No, it hasn't. What? No. What do you mean? No. Uh-oh. Oh, God. So, that just reminded me of one of something Shirley Ch- uh, Chisholm introduced. Okay, I'm going to my, going to my notes. Um... <laughs> Okay, this was while she was in the New York State Assembly, and she was there from 1965 to 1968. Yeah. One of the things she uh, proposed, Mm -hmm. one of of legislation, um, was to require city police to complete training in civil rights issues. Now, that isn't relevant today. No. Well, because, like I said, (laughs) I mean, like we discussed, because racism ended in 1964. Right. Like, that's why you don't need, like, um, police the voter, are, yeah. voter, Voting Rights Act anymore. Um, or don't shoot an unarmed hands- black kid in the back. Maybe. Right. How about it? Um, oh, God. Okay. Oof, I, feel I told like you. I, it I gets so like, dark. I, I know. You in. Okay, I'm pulling it, pulling back, pulling back, pulling back. No, okay. I'm sorry. I Look, I am the swamp of sadness, and you are Ortex <laughs> in this scenario. <laughs> okay. I was I going feel- there. But I just think it's really, I mean, the thing is, is she's arguing for things. She actually got to say that in public to a white audience. Meanwhile, at the same time, there's still, like, murders and lynchings going on. Like, oh, my God. I think you'll be, I think you'll be surprised to learn that um, almost all of her platform, um... (laughs) the the fight still continues oh yeah um, Big and time. it's essentially nearly identical to the platform that um ocasio cortez ran on which yeah. is you know this is that's why it's so, it's so shocking for me to peep when people call that the radical left because <sighs> You know, there was a point where that was just what a Democrat was about. Like, yeah. we were about these these sort of 
these huge, ambitious programs that provided a safety net and allowed for, you know, they could even out the disadvantages that people had according to their gender or their race or their sexuality. They could they could help everybody have a, a, a similar opportunity. So, for example, Shirley Chisholm um, was an activist for uh, daycare centers staying mm-hmm. open later. Yeah. You know, and that obviously that impacts women's lives more than it does men because there are a lot of single mothers that absolutely need to work and if they don't have affordable child care it's you know it's an impossible situation so there is somebody who is willing to work and willing to um pitch in and the societal experiment and you know do a lot of these jobs that um that men don't find popular, for example, like um, right, um, caretaker jobs, domestic work, cleaning, serving, uh, service no. jobs, you know, but nursing, teaching children, right, um, the job. But anyway, uh, so let's just start. We'll start at the beginning. Yeah, I feel like we need to give just a little mini bio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna. You right. know. Well, oh, you well know. I have well I have forty five <laughs> pages here and if I could just start at the beginning and it was the best of times <laughs> by Charles Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Call back. Yeah, I know I appreciate it. So um all right. She was born in Brooklyn. Uh her parents her father um, immigrated uh, to the U.S. from Guyana and her mother from Barbados. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during the Great Depression, because she was born in 1924. Okay. So during the Great Depression, she was actually sent to Barbados to live on her grandparents' farm. And she received a, a British education uh-huh. in Barbados. Yeah. Because it was a colony anyway. Oh, yeah. No, no. I know. I just... I don't know. I don't know. You didn't look like you knew because you had a puzzled look on your face. Well, I'm just thinking about, like, when you say British, God, it's embarrassing. But, no, what came into my head was this Bob Marley song about don't give us your British uh, philosophy. We don't want no British teachings or philosophy. Basically talking about, like, the British education. You know what? Cut this out. This is super embarrassing. No, I, in <laughs> fact, would just love to be able to get a steel drum and play it under that clip for you searching for every word of the song that apparently you're not familiar with at all. Oh, God. Oh. It's, either, my... it's either one drop or crazy bald heads. Uh, I think it's one drop. The song. Yeah. Yeah. I don't well, know. <laughs> you don't know. Me wrong. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know quite as well as you do Cuyahoga River. So, <laughs> what kind of a freedom fighter are you? No, I do know it. I just didn't want to. I didn't commit to. Wait, well, discussion. if you had to commit, what what okay. do you think? It, <sighs> All right. 
Yeah, I'm here. Don't. Okay, wait. You can give us the teachings of His Majesty. We no want no devil philosophy. And you can give us the teachings of Her Majesty. We don't want feel it in the one drop. Cause we still got time to. Yeah, it's one drop. So, talking about British education. No, yeah. And I'm proud of you. I did it. I did it. Look, I felt <laughs> the island breeze in my hair. It took oh, me there. God. The white devil. Oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> it's a good lyric about white devils. I, I, I'm go- I get okay. it. I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> God. Everyone, I am not legally insane. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd feel better if a doctor told me that, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> okay, so Shirley Ch- Chisholm. Right, right, right. Educated. And so, right, yeah. right. She is just during the Great Depression, so she had the British education, and uh, <laughs> she was accepted to Vassar and Oberlin, but she ended up going to Brooklyn College on a scholarship. Uh, where she got a BA in sociology and then from 46 to 53 she worked as a nursery school teacher and then as director of two daycare centers and she went on to earn a, a master's in early childhood education from Columbia okay so now what I like about this part mm-hmm. is that her background was in education and I feel like what's so exciting now, certainly in the progressive movement, is that we have more female candidates than ever before that are running for offices. And, you know, they have these sort of same like because education is essentially public service. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're already in those fields, you can apply that that experience and that knowledge to your office, you know, because you've already had to spend so much time advocating for your children, like the yeah. children that you teach. So, um, anyway. Yeah. So there's a parallel there to came from education. Um, and a lot of the, that I've noticed anyway, a lot of the early women that were in the Senate, uh, did have a background in education, mm-hmm. but, Anyway. Well, I mean, that could have just been just because odds are that's one of the major fields, professions that you could get as a woman, right? I mean, I don't know. I didn't want to say it, but that's probably true. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, but don't let the swamp of sadness get to you. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. And then, as you talked about before, she was elected to the New York State Legislator, um, and she was only the second African-American woman to serve in Albany. Uh-huh. And then it wasn't until 1968 when they had there was a newly reapportioned U.S. House District. Yeah, that was interesting. I did read about that, right? Because it was like, well, you go ahead. I'm no, not no, sure. no, go for it. No, I mean, well, it, I'm not sure if I know what I'm talking about. Uh, when has oh, that ever oh, stopped you? Well, <laughs> sorry. No, there was... Yeah, there was a move to 
redraw the New York congressional districts. Right. Because, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, that's... Oh. I'm just affirming you. I don't... Oh, not, oh yeah. It's not, I'm not, like, passionate about redistricting. Like, I... Well, you don't, no, it, they, it, it was because they... It, it was, like... Um... They... The... They, the way they had drawn it up, it was like there was no single black district that, that could send a congressman to Washington, is what uh, oh, I see. one of the members of the Unity Democratic Club, which uh, Chilson was a member of. Okay. So, so and, then, and it went to a federal panel, and they ruled in favor of the Bed-Stuy activists. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, see? Um, all right, so that was in 1968, and oh, I love this. Did you, okay. did you know what her campaign, um... Uh, oh, yeah. That's so awesome. Unbought and unbossed. <laughs> I mean... That's so cool. Like, honestly, like, take a seat. Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. <laughs> this is so much better. <laughs> Unbought and unbossed. And that was the slogan for her 1972? Her no. autobiography? No, that oh. was 68. Oh, 68. Okay. I thought, yeah, I thought it was. But, oh, and her, so she won the democratic nomination but she went up against her republican um counterpart or who she was running against and this is for congress right uh house of representatives um, yeah right okay which yeah i mean yes yes when they meet together it's well anyway so um he was uh Oh, it was James Farmer, and he was a principal figure in the civil rights movement, but he felt that uh, the Democratic Party was taking the black vote for granted, and so that's why he joined the Republican Party. Uh. Um, But then he was quoted as saying, women have been in the driver's seat in black communities for too long. And that the district needed a man's voice in Washington, not that of a little school teacher. So, um, I wasn't great, but <laughs> she actually used that rhetoric to highlight discrimination against women uh-huh. and then explain her unique qualifications. Um, she said, you know, there were men in office here before I came in five years ago, but they didn't deliver. So people came and asked me to do something. I'm here because of the vacuum. I feel it was a a pretty good, pretty good argument. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, but I think, you know, and that's a, a theme that you'll see like reoccurring in her life and in her positions like politically, well, and probably personally, but that it wasn't it wasn't only the fact that she was sometimes the only black woman in the room. Right. But like even among the black caucus, she would get, you know, uh really dismissive remarks yeah. from the men. Yeah. And so it 
you know, it was it was both a race and a gender issue at the yeah. same time. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's interesting. Um, now I'm I'm kind of leaping ahead, but regarding like when she did do her presidential campaign, uh, it like brought out sort of the. <sighs> The complacency, I guess, maybe, uh, is the right word, of, like, white feminists, because um, I read this article um, that, you know, she was encouraged, but they didn't explicitly endorse or really campaign for her. Oh, so it that's was great. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, oh, that's great, but just kind of... Yeah, Whatever. well, I hope you enjoy yourself on your little, you know, presidential run. That should be fun. Right, right. Like, th- yeah, it's dismissive. It's I mean, dismissive. It's, and that, well, and that, and that's the problem, you know, with, you know, like, getting, getting, you know, white fem- feminists to recognize their privilege and actually own up to it. Yeah, that's a very, very good point because, um... You know what? Uh, <laughs> oh God! Don't go to the swamp. <laughs> oh no, my hooves are stuck in. I try you. Vortex. Do I need to be the giant turtle that sneezes? Uh, oh. But no, that's Melania Trump. Not that it matters. <laughs> yeah. But yes. Um, all right. So for the two people that saw never ending story, I mean, no, it was popular. A, it was popular for our generation. It it's a touchstone for, for Gen X, Gen right. Oregon trail or whatever yeah, we are. We're, yeah. The and micro the generation. Yeah. We're, we're on, the, on cusp. the cusp. We're Gen X. And I, but see again, I don't feel one. like I was embraced by Gen X. I feel like they were like our older siblings. Yeah. So we're on anyway. the cusp. Anyway, we're on the cusp. Yeah. Well, we don't have to. Anyway, it, we'll, we'll, the Neverending Story is another podcast. We'll get into that topic later. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, as metaphor for personal care. I mean, the childlike empress. Right. Um. She was losing her. She was losing everything. Yeah. And then yeah. she had to ask a man. Atreyu? Well, or Sebastian. And, and Sebastian. Yeah. To, or to help. Yeah. Say my uh, name. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Recognize me, man. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can only rebuild the world through male validation. You know what? <laughs> the most <laughs> deep dive I've ever gone into never ending story. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, we only rebuild the world through male validation. <laughs> You know I mean, what? You could actually write a paper and submit it, and it probably would get published in a journal somewhere. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's about time. <laughs> it's our time. Oh, God. Goonies. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So, um, all right. So, 
and again, as I think you'll be surprised to know, her welcome into the house was not warm. <laughs> right. She was outspoken against the Vietnam War, and she was quoted as saying um, that she vowed to vote against any defense appropriation bill until the time comes when our values and priorities have been turned right side up again, which... I'm sure in the late 60s was just what they wanted to hear. Um, I'm still so they were pretty pretty pro-war yeah. at the time. Yeah. Uh, and it was, as we know, America's most righteous war. Right. It was um, really... It was in Vietnam. One of, one of the greats. Oh, sweet One of Lord. the great fights. Oh, God. And then... Um, okay. But she also continued to uh, represent the causes that she uh, believed in from her uh, community activism, including um, federal funding to extend the hours of daycare facilities, guaranteed minimal annual income for families. Mm -hmm. Um, She was a fierce defender of federal assistance for education, and she served as the primary backer of a national school lunch bill. Um, leading her colleagues in overriding President Gerald R. Ford, uh, Gerald Ford vetoed the measure for school lunches. Because why would you want hungry kids to get one meal a day when they could have zero? Right. And I'm, I, who invented the policy of dumping out the lunch if you can't pay for it? You know that's been like has been in the news. Well, I mean. You just do that for funsies. I mean, have you seen the look on a child's face when the Salisbury steak is thrown into the trash? I mean, it's pure gold. Yeah. In front of everybody. Yeah. Public did you shaming. want this Yeah, did you want this jello tough shit? And uh I don't even want another kid to have it. Yeah. It's unopened. Into the garbage it goes. That's right. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. So uh, good. At least we've got lunch. For All right. Kids. Well, we got lunch. We did do that. And, so, and then, so it was in '72 again, like you alluded to earlier, that she declared her presidency mm-hmm. for the Democratic nomination, um, and she succeeded in getting her name on 12 primary ballots and received 152 delegate votes, which, I mean, considering that she had absolutely no support whatsoever. <laughs> right. I mean, no, it's, it's not pretty, too bad. Pretty awesome. I mean, but, just doing that, God. I, I, I mean, it works in a lot of ways because it made her nationally known. Mm-hmm. So she became bigger than just her district. And so she could then advocate on a larger scale for a lot of these social issues that she was. Um, but like we brought up before as well, that um, the Congressional Black Congress, there is a split because many of the black male colleagues, and I'm quoting from an article that uh, felt that she had not consulted them or that she had betrayed the group's interests by trying to create a coalition of women um with Latinas and white liberals and welfare recipients. Uh So they were upset that she (sighs) was trying to form uh, coalitions. Sure. 
Oh, that, man. Uh, yeah. Like, okay. It's, it's a little depressing, honestly, now that it, I'm... It really... Oh, are you kidding? It's super depressing. It's like... Just... Oh, God. You know, did you read about... Um, this is a different thing, but... In, in, but it, I guess it reminded me what you were just saying. It's sort of this paternalism or dismissive thing sure. she encountered. Um, when she first got elected to the House of Representatives, her assignment was... Um, oh, yeah. It was like... Do you want to talk about it? No, no, no. I'm oh, just affirming it, you. Yeah, it was... Oh, God. The rural... rural oh, God. <laughs> Shit. Okay. What What was it in? Rural. Okay. Am I saying it? I'm, God. I promise I'm not trying to do the David no, Spade I, sketch. No, I... Well... Rural Development and Forest Forestry Subcommittee I think, of the Agricultural like, Committee. I think my earbuds were slipping out. You had said, what was it? It was a... The rur- Rural Development... It, 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 was a, it was a rural development. Rural? R- rural. <laughs> rural. 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 Development and Forestry Subcommittee of the Agricultural Committee. So she's from, like, Bed-Stuy, New York. Right. right. Has experience, you know, like, it, she, and she got up and, like, walked down there. She had been trying to get their attention and had to walk down to the, she talks about walking down the aisle to the well, the, the space between the first row of seats and the speakers. Right. Or whatever. And being like, um, been trying to get you to recognize me. I want to, I would like to tell the caucus why I vehemently, God, I'm not doing her justice. Reject my committee assignment. Cause it was, it was silly. She was like, this seemed thoroughly inappropriate, is what she said. I think it would be hard to imagine an assignment that is less relevant to my background or to the needs of the predominantly black and Puerto Rican pe- people who elected me, many of whom are unemployed, hungry, and Bally House. Well, I also think, I mean, I feel like you're underestimating the presence <laughs> of farming and agriculture in Brooklyn. <laughs> I mean, for anyone who hasn't been there, I mean, there are rolling fields of wheat, soybeans. Um, it's one of the great, great jewels of. It's in the wheat belt. No, it was ridiculous. Very obviously, I mean, very obviously, they. It, they had every intention of screwing her over. I mean, it was... Well, it. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I'm just... Well, I mean, it was sort of like, what are you going to do about it? Right. And she was like, oh, I'm not going to do it. That's what I'm doing about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, she got reassigned. I mean, yeah. at least to her... Was it... Oh, Veterans, yeah. Veterans Affairs, which... She was like, at I least mean... I have veterans in my districts, because I certainly don't have any farmers. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> or forests. <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. So when I was talking about how the her K 
campaign in 1972 for president mm-hmm. that it split the Black Caucus because she was, again, she was right. trying to build these coalitions. But um, what I found this quote very powerful because she said, Black male politicians are no different from white male politicians. This woman thing is so deep. I found it out in this campaign if I never knew it before. Yeah. So, that's, I, yeah, it's pretty rough. Pretty rough. That's sad. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, it does make sense, though, that she sought to build coalitions with people. Oh, yeah. You know, that had a, certainly, like, a gender in common when she didn't feel like she was getting the same kind of support. Yeah. From the Congressional Black Congress at the time, you know, I mean. Yeah. Uh, but... Anyway, so she um, she ended up uh, leaving in 1982. She just didn't seek re-election. Yeah, I, I got the impression Reagan may have just been like... That, yeah, that sick was... Sick of it. Yeah, I mean, she was just... It was she was a, dealing with some personal issues, like with her husband at the time. Yeah, I mean, it was like a growing growing sense of disillusionment and then there was this huge conservative turn with Reagan and it was just yeah I mean I think the swamp of sadness got to her a little bit on that one too yeah um but she uh after leaving congress she helped to co-found the national political congress of black women and she went to teach at Holyoke um Bill Clinton actually offered her an ambassadorship to Jamaica, but um, because of her ill health, she had to turn oh. it down. But oh. she she was really like her just brazenness and courage when she had when there was no precedent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was just a, a real tribute to her character, but it also broke a lot of ground for candidates like uh, Ocasio-Cortez to be able to run a successful campaign all these years later. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are <sighs> increasing numbers of women. They're not near as equal as, uh, like, women are 50% of the population. They certainly right. aren't 50% of the House and or Senate. No. No. I Take a gander at that, at that, with those photos, those yeah. videos. That's a yeah. fun. I feel so, represented. Well, and there's like, I I think we rank like, maybe like 39th or something in female representation. I mean, or even lower. I don't know, but it's yeah. not great. The hope being that there are so many women and or progressive men like Beto O'Rourke, mm-hmm. you know, he's running in Texas, but you know, people that, but you know, he used to be in a punk rock band, like, like, a, yeah. like big enough that I've even heard of them. Like, yeah. I remember <laughs> them, but, um, but that's the thing. If you have like a calling to public service and you have experience and, you know, your your motivation is to actually help people rather than whatever McConnell does. 
I mean, I just think that he's like a political sadist. Um, like him and Stephen Miller just listening to the <laughs> crying of detained children. Oh, God. And drinking a bottle of wine before bed. Oh, <laughs> Like toasting. I mean, we're getting into like it. Just makes me think of like okay, conspiracy talk. Like you know those um, what is it the the Bohemian male party in California where they worship the owl, you know? And it's like this, you know, it's a secret society. A secret society. Oh wait, Bohemian Grove. Yes. Okay. Yeah. With the owl, but it's like, oh yeah, and like they're like playing that and like dancing around a fire. Where it's like just like this cabal of powerful men. <laughs> yeah. Like, men. but like eyes eyes wide shut, but without <laughs> like a. But, but you just conjured up that image of them. You know, I took your drinking a glass of wine to them celebrating at some sort of bonfire. That makes sense. It makes more sense than whatever possible motivation they're feeding us. Um, I mean, I don't know if, like, if liberal tears actually, like, fuel some kind of secret machine in their... Oh, God. Okay, so... um, It's getting rough. It's, you know, it's like... It's hard. It's hard right now. It's really hard. I don't... Or, like, you know, the that whole thing where I, they were just so critical of, like, ty- like, the tyrannical tendencies that they saw in Obama, which obviously didn't exist. I mean, yeah. he, like, was paid very particular attention to political norms and was trying to keep, like... Like uh, his reputation above repute, and so right. to have the very opposite, and then there be complete silence. Like yeah. nobody wants to talk about Scott Pruitt. Like he <laughs> has like sixteen indictments, <laughs> right. and like with the even with the Russia investigation, I'm like, you know that there's people that have like char- they're guilty. Like the charges have been brought up. <laughs> yeah. Like this isn't yeah. a witch hunt. Like <laughs> a witch hunt would not produce witches. Right. You know, like that. I, that's the the term is that because witches do not exist, hunting them is fairly ridiculous. But in this case, right. they keep finding witches. Yeah. You know. So. Okay. <laughs> it, so but, going, it's kind of like okay, you know, the wolf, the wolf and never ending story. Where it's like the the writing oh, yeah. on the wall, the, the writing, the nothing, the nothing, the nothing. He's gonna swallow up. Yeah. Do you know what the nothing is in this scenario, <laughs> yeah, Anne? Yeah, I want to know. Low turn, like low voter turnout. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if we want to like rebuild please. this empire, guys, please vote. You know there used to be or a time. change the empire i want it all different i want it completely oh okay i'm gonna but, stop like you know i saw this quote it was like from henry rollins who was saying like punks like this is what we were trained to do like go listen to the clash like we this is our time and i was like that that's exactly right like all the freedom fighter all the punks like 
You right. know, like pull out your old public enemy t-shirt. Like we need all of you. Like activate. You know, we need the glitter army. Yeah. Like pull out your your house music. Like we need everybody that is hurting under this administration. Like we or can know- at least yeah. Go ahead, go. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying, like we we need to form our own coalition. We need to put leaders that reflect our own values because right now they're enacting legislation that is wildly unpopular in polling. Like yeah. there used to be a time when, like certainly Bill Clinton is a, is a prime example of this, where they would do things according to polls. Yeah. Because they wanted to do things that were popular with the American people. But now yeah. they, they'll they pass a tax bill that only has like 30 percent, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's only polling under 30 percent. Yeah. So who, who are they doing it for? Certainly not the American people. They're not calling out for it. Oh, God. It's really scary. Because because with this with this whole like fervor this like fascist fervor it's just like like I'm, like you said Maxine Waters I mean she had a, like a legit threat where they were like actually this is pretty serious so we have to like keep you back from this event or whatever you know like we're back to that like whoa God. you know but like I'm and I'm paraphrasing her quote, but I thought it was so amazing. This oh, is yeah. Maxine Waters where she yeah. said, you know, if you're gonna shoot me, shoot straight because there's nothing like a wounded animal. Yeah. I was like, you know, that that takes a lot of nerve. It takes a lot of nerve. And yeah, that my my point is that bringing up Shirley Chisholm's career and bringing up like Alexandria, Ocasio-Cortez, like her recent win, is that it is possible to change your representation. Like, we can primary every candidate. Like, there's no reason that a, a, a Republican would not have to run a race against a Democrat. Like, we can continue to run. We can put people that, uh, you know, reflect our own values, you know, try to get people engaged in the political process and vote and help them register, like, whatever it is that you can do to, I mean, I remember like during one of, um, I think it was the second time Obama was running all these people that I worked with. I just drove them around to whatever district they were in and and dropped them off to vote. You know, it took all night, but you know, I was like, if you vote for Romney, I'm going to leave you here. Like, not, I did not say that, but that's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, God. What, the other thing is, is what I don't understand is why has nobody ever put forward, why don't we have always, yeah. f- no, like, f- like four men, or, oh, sorry, not four men, um, four liberal, four conservative, and a moderate tiebreaker. Yeah. What, yeah. like, why do we have to constantly work to try to get the balance in one favor or another? You know, and, it's, it, and it rests upon the person, the president in power, and the life expectancy 
of, of the people in the court. Like, it's crazy. Well, and if you have Mitch McConnell involved, it, it also matters, like, what party is in control of the House and the Senate. Yeah. Because even if a president wanted to appoint a justice, they could put it off for nine months. Yeah, that was great. That was awesome. Good job. Oh, sweet God. Lord. Okay. But I'm trying, I really am trying, I'm trying to end it on a positive okay, note. And positive. I feel like, I feel like we keep putting yeah. a, putting a hoof back in the swamp of sadness. <laughs> yeah. Vote. Yes. The only hope we have is getting people in office that represent your values and get out there and march and, you know, do the thing. Because not everybody is healthy or in a position to fight as hard as you can. So you've, you've got to represent them as well so yeah yeah that's good is there a bob marley song about that <laughs> them crazy ball heads okay, okay. <laughs> um all right so take that to the bank <laughs> But anyway, no, but I am, we can do it, we can do it, but I am, I am glad that we were able to hash through it. I think, you know, I think it it was, it was certainly less dark than when I was talking about (laughs) the worst decisions of the Supreme Court, because. (laughs) Right, God, how do you, oh God, it's going to be so depressing. It was such a bad idea. I. (laughs) And I had to like call poor Megan, and I was like, "Girl, like I'm crying, <laughs> like I'm listening to this." Yeah, it's too. It's there's there's some really great radicalism in Bob Marley songs. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, and come on, guys, it's not. I mean, it's not just one love. There's also there's some anger, and there's some there's some righteous anger. Too. Oh my god. Okay. I'm serious. Okay. No, I okay. All right. Ooh. Okay. All right. <laughs> so much passion. So little, little time. Soldier. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fighting an arrival. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that. I'm like, like yeah. That. See? All right. Oh, so All we're right. so glad. Thanks for sticking in with us. I mean, obviously we're here for you too. If you want to contact us. <laughs> Um, we are on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, all acts of pod. Um, yeah. and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So. But yeah, only, cool. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, in a positive way. Yeah. Let's, That'd let's, be great. let's not, you know, I know we've had some emotional moments. Sure. Um, on this episode uh, or any episode. But. Or any episode, Yeah. But it's people. It's yeah. It's it's passion from coming. It's coming from a place of of love and compassion. It really is, and and righteous anger. Yeah. Okay. All those things. Yeah. Um. All, uh, those are also themes that are present in Bob Marley's music. Anyway, sure. so it's all it's all coming and back Black and around. Gay and Otis Redding. Okay. Sam Cooke. Oh yeah. Whew. Um, okay. Anyway. All right. Yeah. We're That's doing it. it. Okay. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. We love you. Bye. Am I pressing stop?